for me, like everything hinges off of gratitude um, because it changes the mindset, which changes the frequency, you know, the vibration changes. And then we're attracting at a particular frequency and vibration to get to that point. Like there's nothing faster in my mind anyway that does that apart from gratitude. Hi, I'm Gemma Petherbridge, and this is the Higher Self School podcast. Each month we explore topics that are perfect for the spiritually inclined and curious. So if you're part of the awakened generation, this podcast is perfect for you. Right, welcome back everybody and our beautiful guests, our lovely friend Rachel is joining us again this month. Rachel, how are you? Hi Gemma, hi everybody. I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well indeed. It's been a really lovely summer. I think the energies have been a little bit out there, but <laughs> I'm sure everyone can agree on that one. But um, yeah, it's been really nice so far. How's have- it been for you when you say energies? What have you been feeling? Oh God, I think since solstice, um, yeah. since summer solstice, it's just been really, I don't know, I felt like it's been wading through tar. <laughs> That's a good phrase. And, and the about, stickiness, the complexity yeah. of trying to get yourself out. And what um, about you? Have you been feeling like that? Or has your have your energies been kind of actually quite fluid and okay? I have been misbehaving is how I would phrase it. I have jobs to do <laughs> and I found every way possible to not do them. As you know, I'm talking about the books. Um, yes. <laughs> I hope publishers don't hear me say that. But yeah, it's been one of those... You know, when you've got sensible jobs to do and you're like, or I could go and do that fun thing over there, which to be fair, when I actually get into it, it is fun writing about a topic that you find interesting. That's me. The last few weeks, months have been a bit, I'd rather have fun than do my You must feel it, Rachel. When you work for yourself. Yeah. The line gets crossed a bit sometimes, doesn't it? And you're like, no, if I was in my night, a traditional nine to five right now, my boss would be watching me. I need to yeah. work. Yeah, absolutely. But I also think that the precursor to that is overwork. Like yes. I feel like we actually just kind of go against, <laughs> go against that whole like, okay, I've been working, I've been hustling for, you know, 20 hours a day for about six months. And then That's you kind of so go true. by, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. Um, That's probably exactly what it is. Cause I say that, but in hindsight, I don't have an official day off. I have to do yeah. some work every day. I mean, you're more intense than me on that right now aren't you so when I decide to be naughty and not work I guess what I'm doing is having an afternoon off my job so yes yeah I saw something on Instagram the other day that was really interesting to me so um it's sort of uh, it was one of those kind of little quote things and it came up and it said instead of asking yourself if you've worked hard enough to have a rest turn it around to have I rested enough to deserve to work and I was just like, well, firstly, I was a bit like, God, if only. But then I was like, that's yeah. actually a really nice way of looking at things. Like, you yeah. know, um, yeah, have I rested? Not really. Not really. Can we at have all. that society, please. I'd like yeah. to live that way around. Absolutely. I do admire people who really honor themselves that way mm. and don't do what I tend to do. My poor body is not honored the right way. It's like, no, can we get a few more hours work out of you? Definitely. Um, but that's a life lesson, isn't it? It is. It is. For the workaholic, it's the life lesson. <laughs> so to my fellow workaholic, Rachel, uh-huh. <laughs> how is Fire and Alchemy going? 
We're doing really well. So we've now been going for seven months. Um, and things are, yeah, things are going really, really well. We have had this month our first event with the RSA. So the Royal Society of Arts. Um, it's a lovely, lovely collaboration that we have with them. If anyone hasn't been to the RSA and they're based in London, especially around that sort of central Charing Cross area, um, RSA House is lovely and you can go in there and just work in there. Um, and it's, yeah, it's open to the public. They've, they're just, yeah, it's just a really beautiful venue. Um, and as a venue holder, it's actually quite difficult to say that there's another really beautiful venue um, that actually I far oh, prefer. It's, it's beautiful. Um, and they've got like paintings on ceilings that took 60 years to paint and stuff like that. Like wow. it's just incredible. So um, I would say to anybody who hasn't been there and who is, um quite arty to potentially go and, and have a have a kind of coffee and cake in there because it's absolutely stunning um so we had our first event with them um this month and that was all around flower essences and creating your own flower essences and essentially it's an intro see what i did there Gemma? essentially flower yeah. essence yeah very clever so um that was a really nice event um with a couple of practitioners that work here um and then we've got another one in September coming up, which is all around manifestation um, with mindful art. So that's, that's hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, you, that. you position that one perfectly. <laughs> so when, tell us more about that one as this is our manifestation month. Absolutely. So it's on the 21st of September. It's at RSA House. It's two practitioners that people may or may not have seen at, um, at Fire and Alchemy before. Anna and Ursula, lovely, lovely practitioners. Also, like yourself, Gemma, they've both got backgrounds in art. Um, and they will be hosting a workshop, uh, which is all around um, using drawings and our own, you know, painting and drawing ourselves um, and symbolism to manifest. So it's around the creative, um, they're using the creative part of the brain. And actually, I'll talk more about that, I think, as we go on um, in, you know, over the next kind of 45 minutes or so. But yeah, that's going to be a really lovely event. It's very, very creative, um, lots of space and lots of time to really think about kind of what people want to, to achieve and manifest. Um, and then just giving them the kind of the tools and the room to do so. So, yeah, it's a lovely one congratulations so, on that appointment as well what a beautiful place to be collaborating with that's amazing yeah it's, it's yeah. funny and you know what they're so nice to work with just it such is. a nice group um and I speak to kind of I've got contact there who's absolutely de just delightful and they're just so nice and and easy to work with so I'm absolutely blessed with that one um yeah really good so we've got that and then actually throughout August we have our, and I think I may have mentioned this in our last podcast. We have got um, Adam Williamson coming mm. in. Now, again, if you're at this very arty episode. It is Gemma, so arty. Very arty. Well done um, you. I'm very impressed. <laughs> um, I feel quite highbrow. Um, Adam Williamson, for those that don't know, uh, is a very famous sacred geometry artist. So he travels all over the world. Um, he's got a really uh, lovely spiritual side to him as well. And he's just, yeah, he's very much the person to talk about or talk to when it comes to sacred geometry. And we are so, so lucky to have four events with him throughout mm. August. And what he's looking at 
is he will talk to people about different types of sacred geometry. So sacred geometry in nature, sacred geometry in space, sacred geometry in architecture. And um, the two that he's um, doing around the architectural sacred geometry um, are around sort of uh, sort of spiritual sacred sites. So, oh, wow. That's yeah. So interesting. So a lot of people are so interested in sacred geometry, but they don't really know where to start. Mm. So this is very much about, you know, what is sacred geometry? Um, where do you find it? What's its significance? Spiritually, what's its significance? And then also you'll kind of sit down and do your own sacred geometry. Again, so it's very, very creative, but it's a really nice way to connect to sacred geometry if that's something you're interested in. I don't have a clue about sacred geometry, Gemma. You know, we've had these conversations before. I'm not overly like, I wouldn't say I'm overly a fay with, you know, sacred geometry and like, I, I don't know much about it. So um, I'm super excited to be getting involved in these events as well. It sounds lovely how he's finding a way to share the information, but then show the person how they can hone it in and personalize it themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm really yeah. excited by these events. Um, and he's wonderful. Like a really, again, just a, a really beautiful soul, like a really nice guy. Um, You're having a very artsy summer. I am. I am. You are. Not yeah. a bad thing. You're clearly attracting the arty energy. I am. That's exactly that's exactly it. So no, it's all, it's all very good. So everything with FNA is going very, very well. It's been, I will, I will confess, you know, I said to you before, Gemma, like I feel like as soon as the sun comes out, um, sort of people kind of stop coming in as much, which is completely understandable. I also want to be outside in the sunshine. Um, yeah. and then when the weather kind of like dies down a bit, like people like I get floods of people come back in. So it's a little bit hit and miss and it's all around the weather which is so interesting I just didn't think it would I didn't think that would have that level of impact but it does so um yeah so well, maybe we ought that. to invite people to for one guys remember mornings evenings Rachel is still open at those times but yeah. also what let Rachel know what you would like in the summer months oh I'd love that as well yeah, yeah. absolutely would love that um is, is there a changing your needs and wants in the summer that we have Rachel hasn't considered but I know you're very like open to ideas aren't you 100% all the time I love hearing from people about what they'd like to see um mm. also because our events are so then they're not just mainstream they're really they're left field <laughs> so if anyone's got any ideas about anything they'd like to see here that they haven't seen here before you know I'd absolutely love to hear that so please do contact me Brilliant. Yeah, I hope they do. Please do, guys. It's always like support small businesses and independent businesses because especially doing it on your own and such a big business that Rachel is manning. <laughs> it makes a big difference, doesn't it? For one, it's one moment where you don't have to be considering new ideas. If people offer up inspirations, it can be quite, quite interesting. Yeah, interesting out. and super helpful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so we are finishing our month of manifestation. That's the topic. And I have already received lots of people saying how much they've enjoyed this month. So I'm going to ask, this is my favor. We've done Rachel's, contact Rachel, offer her some inspirations for summer month events. On my side, guys, please remember to rate, review and subscribe. And out of anything, it's the reviews. Rachel will know from we had our previous podcast together, yes. reviews make a big difference, don't yes. they? So if you're loving this topic, please leave a review. So when, when we say goodbye in a minute, you'll go back to the main screen in your podcast settings and you'll see normally there's like five stars and you just click on those and that gives you the option to start doing the review. 
it makes a big difference also if you tell me you like manifesting then I'll do the topic again so it's it will remind me of what you guys are enjoying but either way I'm so pleased everybody has enjoyed this month from that I asked my community what questions they would like us to finish with after hearing a few weeks of different practitioners input on what manifesting is and we've got some really interesting ones to cover Rachel so good luck because I had to think about what my answers would be this time and I know you've done the same yes. question one are you ready yes okay if you were going to deliberately manifest how would you do it yeah do you want me to go first on this one you go first okay so I've had something really because I've been really looking at um, science behind manifestation so not like the spiritual kind of not the side of manifesting per se as we know it but more as in a okay goal setting and goal achieving in that kind of more mainstream way and I've actually been looking at that over the last kind of couple of months a lot more so um, my answer actually would have been very different probably about three months ago whereas now deliberately manifesting for me is um is really now trying to get both parts of the brain to work together. So before I've always done this whole thing where it's like, right, you know, I sit um, with affirmations. I occasionally would do the odd vision board, not very often, um, but I would also sit into as Esther, you know, the Esther Hicks would always say um, that you feel into your manifestations, what it is that you want to, to really manifest. You sit with it like you've already got it. And there's like a, a big thing about if it's for 17 seconds or 33 seconds, it makes a real difference. So obviously the longer that you can sit in a manifestation, like you already have it, the more that you're, you know, you are welcoming that into existence okay so I've always been like of that mindset I've always had um affirmations on the mirror whilst I'm brushing my teeth I say my affirmations I've always done that um and I'm a big person for dreaming as well so I would you know sit down and actively think right what do I want um I'd write it down I do it at moon ceremonies, et cetera, et cetera. But just recently I've looked at that kind of scientific thing and I'm sure we'll go through all of like, you know, how you manifest with moon, how you, you know, you can write things and burn it and put it out to the universe and all of those things. But I just wanted to share this kind of scientific piece as well. So the idea being is that in terms of our goal achieving with the brain, that we have this part of the brain that kind of, is like an umbrella over the subconscious and the conscious and that is our goal achieving it's like a missile like it's a missile like a you know it's like right okay I have this goal um I want to achieve it how do I do that and that is this umbrella part of the brain that kind of goes over both parts so you've got the conscious now the conscious brain apparently works really well and responds really well to the written word so that's why affirmations are so good so you keep on going with affirmations and you're saying things like you already have it. So it's very much like, you know, um, I'm enjoying my new house in a so-and-so with its X bedrooms that makes me feel safe with its like lots of light and there's a tree outside and things like that. But it's like you've already got it. So, you know, or gratitude lists on the kind of looking back, like, thank you, universe, for this amazing client that I've just landed, uh, even though you haven't landed them yet, but you want to. So again, it's using that. Um, so there's the the written word, um, which answers to the conscious mind, the conscious brain. The subconscious brain 
responds really well to imagery. So that might be photos, that might be drawings, it might be symbols. Okay. So that's like the different parts of the brain and how well they respond to things. If you look at this, is apparently, so I'm no expert, but this is what I've been reading about. Oh, I'm loving this though. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at an image and it's got written over it, your affirmation of what you already have, you're hitting both parts of the brain together. So if you were to have like on your, um, so I've got it on my phone now, I've got a folder just saying I am. And I have images that I've taken off of like Pinterest, Pexels, um, Upsplash, I can't remember what it's called, uh, like basically those freebie um, uh, kind of photo sites. And I've written on top of it um, what my affirmation is, and I've saved that into my phone. So when I'm looking at my I am folder, I'm now looking at an image plus the affirmation over the top of it. So I read the affirmation as I'm looking at the image and thinking that I already have that and try and visualizing that and trying to feel that as well. Now it's not easy. It's a lot. <laughs> it sounds brilliant though. I can, I don't know if it's because of my creative background, but I can instantly imagine myself with an image of what I want and the words yeah. And energetically, I can feel that's quite a profound. Mm. It's like I'm saying it and there it is. Yeah, Straight I'm seeing away. it. I'm yeah. feeling like I already have it. That's the hard bit as well, because obviously your mind at this point is working. Like both I parts are working. <laughs> <laughs> and like you're trying to get into your heart and feel like you already have this stuff as well for at least 33 seconds. It's all very scientific. <laughs> but that's what I've been reading about recently. And I thought that was quite an interesting thing to play with because I've always been more on the words. So, yeah. you know, previously I've always sat down and I've always like written out what it is that I want to manifest and whether I've burnt that or whether I just kept that in my diary, you know, every new moon, I would sit down and be like, right, what do I want to call in for the next 28 days? But I think a lot of that is around then as well, obviously making space to be able to manifest. So getting rid of the rubbish, like clearing the stuff that I see, I've seen myself do like behaviors I'm not keen on um, anything that I want to, you know, energies I don't want in my life anymore. I'll push that out and be like, right, I'm ready to release all of that dark moon. And then the new moon, I'll sit there and I'll manifest what I want. So I've always kind of done it in that way. And I've definitely used the, the moon to help me with that. Um, the problem um, that I've found sometimes is that like, I'm so busy that can actually just kind of skip off. So it's quite yeah, nice. True. Like I'll miss a moon and be like, Oh God, it's not even like it's three days after the new moon or it's five days after the new moon. Um, I don't necessarily just think that you can manifest on a new moon, however, yeah, but this yeah. daily practice is quite nice because it doesn't matter what time, you know, where, where we are in the moon cycle. Like if every night I can sit there and go, right. Okay. You know, this is what I'm, I'm, um, I'm calling in and I'm going to look at the photo and I'm going to say the affirmation out loud. Like I already have it. And I'm going to envision that I'm already in it, um, for a certain period of time. So I really feel like it's mine already. That for me actually feels a little bit like, okay, I can do that. Like that's going to take me five minutes every day. That's no, that's no biggie. And remind people again, how long is it that they're meant to, I'm, I do remember Esther. Hicks. Yeah. 
Abraham I, Hicks saying this, but I can't remember the time frames. Yeah, so what uh, somebody says it's 17 seconds, mm. but actually if you can hold it for 33 seconds, like that feeling of I already have it, then it's more powerful. However, I kind of sit there and think, well, actually, if you could hold that for a lot longer, so your brain is more accustomed to believing that That's we true. already have it, that yeah. can be no bad thing, surely. So for me, it's like, okay, get in there for as long as possible. Um, that makes sense the so more you can be used to that energy it's a bit like getting used to a moldavite crystal the more you yes. spend time with it the more familiar you become a hundred percent and that familiarity yeah. like you know people always say if you can dream it you can be it like mm. if it's come to you in a dream form you know and I think we've seen this in various books over the years people saying you know ideas will come to you and you create those if you don't if you let that idea pass it will go to somebody else you know so we've seen that a few times I think Joe Spence talks about that I think or a concept of you know similar to that um so yeah it's kind of like having the idea about something and then being like right I need to sit in that like I already have it to create it yeah. um yeah so that's oh. probably how I how I'm manifesting at the moment is very different to how I've manifested over the years yeah and it's very practical it's almost like I'm sure you won't mind me saying but before we press go mm -hmm. you're talking about of course you're setting up a big new branded business and therefore you're very new masculine right now that mm -hmm. feels like a very logical masculine way of doing something that's also time efficient mm -hmm. where you were alluding to the other ways of you know writing things down burning it on the full mm -hmm. moon and the very feminine mm -hmm. so it's quite interesting how that's as your friend who you were this time last year mm. and right now because of course we go through phases in life absolutely this yeah. one works but I sounds like it would be a permanent good choice anyway yeah I just what don't see now. with manifestation I just don't see that anything is wrong like you can't do um, anything wrong you can't you know I think there's a, a level of if you get into something and you're like every single day, you're focusing on it in a way that has become obsessive or grabby for want of another word, grabby, that's all I've got. But you know, like, okay, I must have this. I must have this. I must have this. That does not work. Like, yeah. I think like, you know, there is the level of, I wish to manifest this for my, you know, all better for my, you know, for my highest good and for the good of others. Like, I think there's always that and better, you know, you can, you know I can manifest this and better um mm. and that's I think a really great way to sort of to, to start and then you kind of do need to release it in a way um where the energy isn't like I must have it I must have it I must have it um and that's hard, the, isn't it? yeah and that's the bit that I kind of struggled with with this as well is I like actually when I first kind of stumbled upon it my question was well actually like usually I'm used to like manifesting something and then releasing it like sitting in it like I already have it and then releasing it to the universe and then just taking the inspired action but actually with this you are kind of focusing on it every day but that's because it's a brain level thing it's a conscious yeah. and a subconscious but it's still not a grabby energy it's just like okay I'm just reminding my brain of what it is that I'm trying to achieve right now um, and then that stops me from potentially reaching for the biscuits when I know I'm trying to like like drop some weight and things like that you know like there's like yeah. a, just some subconscious like programming in that manifestation process and if anybody is questioning the idea of the grabbiness what Rachel just to add to that what Rachel yeah. means by that is 
we can manifest the want to manifest something, can't we? Or we can hold things in the it's halfway coming towards us. If we over, am I explaining this badly? If we over want something, we are too focused on it and that then creates a resistance. And sometimes even using the words I would like means you mm. live in a state of I would like it. It doesn't exist in your world. That's why the manifesting tools need to get you to like what Rachel said, that it already exists, that you're living a life where it's in your life. And that keeps that gateway of energy open rather than I wish I had. Or why don't I? Because it goes from I wish to where is it? I've been doing this work. Why is it not in yeah. my life? Yeah. And that is the wrong energy to yeah and I think as well it really does it it also is so dependent upon what we say so obviously talking about how we say things and um you know like we talk about like spelling for example it's spelling we're creating a spell whenever we say anything or another Instagram meme that I love is Shh, the universe is listening right so we <laughs> only say the things that you know out loud that we're wishing to you know the positive things like you know whenever we manifest I think that there's certain language that I would steer away from and kind of always have, which is, um, you know, I don't want this. Like yeah. that's a very different energy to I'm calling in this or I'm creating this. Um, and again, like if you go with I've created this, I'm thankful for creating this or I'm enjoying whatever my creation is, right, that you haven't necessarily done yet. Um you're sitting in a place of it's already done. Thank you very much, universe. You're not sitting in a place of um, I continuously still want this. And I think that goes to what you're saying, Gemma, doesn't it? And that if you're saying things like I want like this, well, then you're just staying in a place of I want, meaning it's not come yet. Um, and I think as well, it ties in very well with like quantum leaping and things like that. Like, again, if you've already sat there and gone, this is what I, uh, you know, I, I've seen this or I've sat in this feeling of having my house in the countryside or having the perfect partner or whatever it might be, you know, actually, maybe you're already there in like another dimension, time or universe, you know, maybe that's actually already in your in existence. And then there's the quantum leaping aspect that we, you know, I'm sure Gemma, you will talk about another time because um, quantum leaping is just such a topic in its own, in its own right. Um but that's why, again, the language of what it is that we're the affirmations, the language is so important in how we affirm. So it's always a level of, you know, and I'm sure we'll come onto this in a bit, like gratitude, but it's it's never a, um, you know, I don't want X, Y, Z, because then we're focusing on what we don't want. So, yeah, it's just and that's a I think that's a really weird energy rub as well. It's very much like the so if what what is the famous statement? Um, where your attention goes, energy flows. So if yeah. you're somebody who is anti-war, you will see a lot of war compared to somebody who's pro-peace. So true. So right, that's so true. Yeah, exactly the same thing. But it's where you the words you decided to attach to makes a big difference. Well, from what you're saying, Rachel, I think it's really important. I don't know if you had the same experience, but when I was new to spirituality, just getting into it, and I think this is either in the Louise Hay book, you can hear you can heal your life, mm -hmm. or it was how I interpreted the context of that book, which was understanding that where I put my attention 
energy will flow there. And what I say, I can create more of what I'm saying. I became suddenly quite worried that I was attracting bad things all the time. If I had a bad day and I'm thinking, oh, today's not great. It's like, great. I've just attracted tomorrow's going to be bad. Mm. And getting a bit self-aware and worried. And then someone shared to me, it's a lovely, simple statement, which is that uh, positive energies, positive trains of thought are so much more powerful than negative that if you are having that kind of day and if you do have a moment of like I'm still wanting this thing and it is not coming through if you just then take a moment to do what Rachel's Rachel's suggestion of like no I'm going to go and create an image of what I want put the words over the top that is much more powerful and it will write any negatives you can write them pretty quickly with a positive train of thought can't you yeah yeah absolutely absolutely that Gemma how do you deliberately manifest yeah to be fair I found this question quite hard because I don't do the manifesting work as much as those people around me like yourself do although to be fair I hold moon ceremonies but yeah I found it a hard one I mean the reason we do so new moon guys is the energy of newness so it's perfect for beginning that manifesting energy on a full moon you are you still keep doing whatever it is you're manifesting so whatever jobs and roles are required to get that thing into your life but you also release that trust that the universe you created momentum the universe has your back and that thing is starting to come towards you and that's kind of what we're speaking about isn't it is when we are wondering where my new thing is we are questioning we're not trusting the universe Mm. and what's interesting in that moment is some things we just trust and some we don't and that's when we realize where our triggers are or where the things are that we find harder to bring in so there could be other bits of work to do on those days but for me I feel but I I think I engage with my intuition quite a lot so when I was listening to your answer Rachel I was like this is interesting because they're going to say such different things right now if I really want something and I know like I, I'm going over, I don't know, currently Russ and I are saving for a house. We think we're pretty much getting there and the money is coming to us in ways that we wouldn't have expected. Yeah. I will sit with my intuition every morning and be like, what do I need to do today? So not necessarily focusing on intuition. How do I get a house? What do I need to do today? And it does kind of meander me through life towards my goals but in ways I can't expect, which I think helps maybe knock out that, where is it? Where is it? Because I don't realize it's going in that direction sometimes. That makes sense. That makes sense. So that would be my thing is connecting to your intuition as much as possible, trusting your intuition, which is hard, I know sometimes, and whatever suggestions it offers doing them. But what's also quite nice, if you ask daily or weekly, it's going to give you small tasks. Mm something you could easily do I think they know like if there is a they out there they know Mm -hmm. how busy we are so not going to give us a well you know I think you should write a 500 pound 500 pound 500 page book by Friday they're not going to do that to you they'll be like go to this cafe and write this email and unknown to you that email has been sent at the perfect time for a person to receive it and there's potentially someone in that particular cafe that knows all the information that you need for that other thing that you're working on at the moment, mm, maybe. Yes. But I think an underlying 
message everybody has been saying this month is taking action is key oh yes inspired action yeah 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 very much engaging with uh, law of attraction law of intention and seeing what you want so like you're saying like visualizing it and doing anything to bring yes. it in just engaging yourself engaging the body mode for that be vision boards or what rachel's suggesting or erica was talking about sound baths to clear the energies so that it will run smooth so you can get to action like getting out there and doing stuff but that is different for everybody maybe I think you're right and I think as well that you know we thankfully we talk more now with manifestation now it's become such much more of a bigger thing Mm. about the inspired action and I think that before you know I think people before the secret, for example, um, came out, I think when people think about manifestation, they were just kind of sitting there going, okay, universe, this is what I'd like and letting it out and trusting the universe. Um, but they wouldn't take any action for, you know, it's like me saying, you know what, I really want to get stronger and then not going and doing anything that's going to make me stronger. Like you have to take, you know, the universe might, I might get the inkling of, okay, maybe I need to join a gym to get stronger, or maybe I need to go to the park and start doing some, you know, some workouts or something to get myself stronger. Cause otherwise how else, you know, there might be other ways it's going to happen, but something has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, so I think the taking the action, but listening, being able to listen to your intuition um, mm. to take that action is really important. Um, but I'll add to that as well, Gemma, like, what do you think about mindset? Because I think personally, I think when you're in a more positive mindset, you see the, you see the things that are kind of perhaps to be kind of grateful for um, as well. I know we'll come on to that because I think, you know, there's, there's stuff to say about that, but I think the mindset is such a big, uh, like a big part of it. So for example, I look out over, when I look outside of f and I'm really lucky. I, I think I've got the best, best view of Shoreditch in that I look over Gloria's. Uh, Gloria's is a mm. beautiful Italian restaurant. Um, and it's covered, what distinguishes Glorious from every other building in Shoreditch is that it's covered in ivy. Um, And it is, it's such a green space, given that it's actually a live wall. (laughs) Um, And, you know, somebody came in the other day and they were just like, oh, that graffiti on that, um, (laughs) on like that pot plant is really ugly. And I was like, I've never even seen that graffiti. I, every time I look out wow. the window, I just kind of go, I'm so blessed that I've got this incredible view of the greenest space in Shoreditch um, yeah. because it's a building covered in like covered in plants and ivy, you know. And um, I actually don't think it is ivy. I actually think it's something else. But um, this is my we don't know. Approach. We'll pretend. I don't know. It's Whatever that. it is. Um, but you know, and I was like, I've never even seen this. This like the graffiti on this pot plant that that person was talking about. And it, again, it's just like, yeah, the mindset that you have around things. Like I think if you're in a positive frame of mind, you it's not necessarily about not seeing or being awake as to what's going on in the world, but it's around being like your vibration, if you can raise your vibration, so it's set at a higher frequency. And then that's the law of manifestation. Like if you're at a certain frequency, you're bringing in the things that are also at that frequency. And yeah, if it's higher and more positive, that's the things that you're going to notice that you're going to be more grateful for that would then call in more of that. Does that, I don't know if that makes sense, Jim. It, I does. That it does. And I'm going to, 
transition us into question two because you're yes. answering it, but also yes, make a point. No, 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 it's good. Um, so question two is, can you give an example where positive and negative manifestation has played out in our lives? So we'll give some mm -hmm. actual person examples in a minute. But Rachel, from what you're saying is another take that people could offer, which I think is probably more joyous than what we're saying. <laughs> we're, I'm about to say that we're both wrong, basically. And hey, do something completely <laughs> different, which is, yes, if you are vibing high, which means you're doing your joyous things, you're loving life, you're even when things are really bad. And like, this is where I'll do my example of bad was I was homeless for a while. A very weird homeless train of thought that I had. I remember doing it night one. I was like, great. I am as far away right now from setting up my own business as I could physically get myself to. So I was literally still then aspiring to have a business, even though I was homeless. And I knew that things are bad and I just need to hold on to goods to not mm. go too like my brain was okay I was in a physically bad situation and I didn't want my brain to follow so I went back to the classic affirmations and gratitudes like gratitudes all day like well I'm still here I'm still alive my body's okay I think the only money I had at that moment in time I spent it on the healthiest food I possibly could so again because the levels of stress you, you imagine you experience are vast at that point. So I was like, well, I'm going to make sure I'm doing the best I can for my body. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. And the thing that happens, which I think is what you're saying, Rachel, is that joy brings in other joys. And it doesn't, we always think that has to be an expensive thing, but it could be going to a beautiful location and admiring it but if we can just try every day even for a few moments to do something that brings us pure joy like looking at animals looking at babies gurgling like their lovely smiles watching something funny on youtube again i think at that point i was very much into esther jerry higgs messages yeah, yeah. and so almost one of the what I'm trying to say is one of the most powerful ways of manifesting is finding your highest emotion that day. Yes. And yeah. being it because that puts you in that flow, doesn't it? Where actually manifesting comes. And I did, I wasn't in that situation for long. I actually got a job within the NHS randomly as a VA and doors, like things happened. Yeah. And I got out of that within like two, three months. I was still in a I lived in a closet room for two years. It was like, it was a bit like a Harry Potter situation. I hung out in a closet, but all was well in the world. And I think that's what you're saying. Like, so we're saying do deliberate things for manifesting, but actually mm. what about just spending moments in joy every day, being in your flow? And actually the universe honors happiness with happiness, doesn't absolutely. it? Absolutely, absolutely. And also I think, and you're absolutely right. Like, And I think with the, finding your joy each day that also goes back to like mindfulness as well mm -hmm. in that if you can look at your day just as it might be you might be having a terrible time right but if you can just go right this is today and I'm just choosing for like five minutes to do something that's going to bring me pure joy like I'm going to dance ecstatically or I'm going to and trust me there is I know there is absolutely nothing more or nothing less that you want to do when those mm -hmm. days are really bad but those are the days where I sit down and go right three just three gratitudes what am I grateful for right now to get me into a higher space and I think that 
that's where mindfulness comes in where you're focusing on the here and now rather than on the tomorrow or next week or next year or if I carry on going down this like down this hill like where am I going to be in a year's time you know like I can do that with FNA quite easily right now like February was my worst ever month I sat on the street and cried um my lovely barista at the time Arash came out with a cup of coffee and he was like it's gonna be okay and I was just like Christ I don't know how I'm gonna make any money this month like it was a terrible month and I thought Jesus if this carries on and I keep going downhill where am I gonna be in a year right and it was very much like, okay, this is this is bad, but that's when I went, no, right, no. Like get get yourself down the gym so you're feeling better, like you're moving your body or get yourself out doing something. So I'm actually moving, which I think always helps that when the body's moving, you know, the heart's beating, blood's flowing, physically that helps us. And then I was like, and start getting, kind of getting those gratitudes back down on like in a journal. Yeah. And, you know, start releasing and start trusting the universe again and start getting some sleep. Like there are things that I think that, you know, we can do that raises our vibration. Like we know if we sit down and do 10 minutes of meditation, it's going to do more than say eat the dominoes. Right. And obviously nothing against dominoes. Any, you know, I love the dominoes. Um, but do you know what I mean? That's not going to raise our vibration very high. Um so there's like a level isn't there of things that you can do and I think that the gratitude thing is so important and it's such a turnaround quite quickly as well yeah it's interesting what you're saying because there is actually a massive flaw with manifesting isn't it and it's because you spend too much time in the future and not Mm. in the present and like you said when when we do anything but be in the now that's where the pain kicks in like the wishes I had that I don't have or the regrets from the past so there is quite a like maybe because obviously that like we would say manifesting right now is a, is a key word isn't it especially within this industry it's very fashionable it's a real thing gratitudes um I think get overlooked quite a lot and I must admit so they I get I unless things are really bad and I instantly write this is gratitude time go back to gratitude mm-hmm. I don't always do them but of course they get you into the now and in the now nothing's probably wrong with most of us listening we're probably not having a bad day you know it's all these things but we we project forward we look back maybe it should be 75% gratitude and just 25% manifesting but we just do the other thing yeah I don't know I when I was living in Singapore I used to every single day it was like a ritual um not that I really understood that word at the time but I would go to a certain place that I felt was very high vibe and I would have like a um one of those bullet coffees again love those uh which again high vibe because I loved it um and yeah. I really enjoyed that time at 6 30 in the morning by myself and I would write my gratitudes and I'd write a whole list of gratitudes and then I'd write my desires next to it so it was kind of like I'm thankful for this and I'd like more of this please and this is what I would like um and I would do it as in I already had it and I was I would say that that was a a time in my life where I was manifesting a lot of the things I wanted the things I wanted then and the things that I want now are completely different completely different it was very much more of like a dare I say it like a, a more materialistic way of life back then so there were things that I wanted to kind of call in that were more on the physical um you know but I would I would do that every day and I would you know those things would come Um, that's interesting so that crosses both then that means mm. you are focusing forward but you're doing it in the now so that Mm. there's a book to write there Rachel (laughs) 
I don't think I've got time for a book, Gemma. Yeah, true. I've seen how hard you work. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been. That's my problem right now. (laughs) Maybe that's what you're manifesting. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I am actually probably doing that. (laughs) Okay, so So let's... Can I ask you though about like, so you gave a bit of an example about what you were, when you were in a kind of a negative space um, um, and how you kind of manifest, well, how you kind of got out of that and how you looked at that. Mm. But when, can you give me an example of like a positive manifestation and how that's played out in your life? Yeah. See, this is for me, a positive manifestation has been a momentary thing it's not the ones I've really held on to and really had to try and do and I don't Mm. know if you've experienced the same thing it's I would love a book I'd love to write a book one day and it was just a train of thought that went out into the universe and as we now know has come back and I think that's because part of me is like I wish I'm dyslexic people like me don't get that so there was no attachment Mm -hmm. no kind of judgment or absolute hold on to this like it's life or death for me to have a book and it obviously has come back um they're the ones that I find are absolutely beautiful where you're like just it's a moment it's a 30 second at the very most I would love to do this and you think it and that is the pure trust isn't it it goes out into the universe as an inspiration or a thought and then somehow things happen and it comes back to you mm-hmm. um but Rachel I'm going to ask you the opposite then mm. have you seen so I phrased it as negative manifesting but when we manifest things that we don't want have you seen that play out in your oh, life and could God, you explain no. to people because I think this is where people don't realize they're probably manifesting all the time but yes. they don't realize they're manifesting the wrong things yes oh it's such a good question Mm. Gemma I'm gonna be really like it's quite controversial I haven't I've never really manifested well I must have but I don't recall it Mm, that's good that's what you want which I'm not sure if that's just like blind ignorance or if that's shall I shall I do my ones yeah please yeah so of course I got myself in the situation of being homeless and that was not listening to guidance like I was getting all those intuitive hits I'm making bad decisions okay and I chose not to listen to them and I kept in like I didn't you know I kept down a path that created that other ones looking after your weight is one I can talk about and then money good old budget if I look at my bank I look at my bank account one account because I'm increasing it because we want to buy a house so I focus on that one going up if I look at it though with the energy of like I feel like I'm gonna have to spend lots of money this month boy do I attract more bills than I'm expecting Mm, yeah you know what I mean I have to look at it with that want of it increasing if I have any to and this goes back to this where I've got previous almost trauma about something that's happened So I'm very careful with when I look at my finances, I look at them on good days only and I try and do it from like almost stepping back. So there's no emotions and stuff. There's nothing for me to worry about. This is what's hilarious. It's the old stuff coming through. Oh, the triggering. Yeah. 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 So if I'm like, oh, well, I really want this this month, but I like feel there could be bills and then somehow a bill out of nowhere 
comes like the car would do something you know like something yes. will come and I'm like wow well I've just proven myself right there didn't know that one was coming um trying to lose weight I struggle with that and I think I can reinforce reasons to not lose weight yes I'm unpacking that one there's something there to unpack but that's something that I feel I kind of manifest situations yeah. to stay the same and not to see a change Yes, you know, that actually, they're both really good points. Actually, I kind of go, yeah, I get that. I get that 100%. I know exactly what you mean. Um, there is nothing that is more like, or I could be having a great day and I will look at my bank balance um, knowing I need to pay for something. And I'll be like, oh, oh God. Um, and then that will set off a chain of events mm-hmm. that actually makes me go, okay, I'm I'm now, I'm now spiraling downwards here. Um, like in terms of my vibration will go from like, you know, pretty good to extremely poor quite quickly. And as soon as that happens, yeah, I'm attracting like the wrong things or I'm not necessarily looking at the good in things. And I see, I can, yeah, I can definitely relate to that one. And the weight one as well, Gemma, absolutely. Like I think anybody that's listened to, um, our podcast from before will know that I've struggled like my entire life with you know that that kind of thing and yeah there's definitely a lot there to to kind of unpack for me and it's probably still is um and yeah I really kind of I struggle with that too um yeah that's one actually that's probably one manifestation that I would say I've never cracked yet um, I think that's because we're talking about like if someone's listening right now and they're like I've never manifested before I feel like I need to actively start doing this thing that you're talking about what we don't register is we've manifested their life to this moment mm. good or bad if we're looking mm-hmm. at life right now and being like yeah, yeah I'm not particularly very happy with where things are it is only last month I was like I need to stop being like watching bills go if you Rachel you can resonate if you own a business Mm. Why does a lot of money go out the account that you do not notice when you are on PAYE you're given your money yeah and you do pay out less because there's less to pay if you're a PAYE if you own a business you've got another bank account where the business is paying things out and you get really attached to to that coming out because it's it's not what we're used to the amounts that come out for businesses yeah they're high they're high they are high and it's intimidating numbers the numbers are very high and that is intimidating you're absolutely right yeah and I've recently started to be like I need to be grateful that I can pay those bills mm-hmm. but that bill probably was coming out anyway most of the time it's like yeah I had to pay that and it's like I need to learn to be blessed I can pay that bill and yeah. stop being like I don't want that bill to come out because then guess what comes tomorrow another bill and yeah 100% yeah. I think I used to have that when I was in um, Singapore, we used to ha- uh, you used to be paid your actual salary without paying tax on that. So you'd have to pay tax at the end of the year in a lump mm. sum. And I was always really cautious of that because I'd heard of people getting burnt so many times. So I had put aside, you know, my I don't know what it was like 13 percent tax or whatever like minuscule amount of tax that you pay out there um you know each month I put away my my um my tax and I had no problem paying my tax like I was actually quite happy to pay my tax at the end of each year at the end of each um uh period because I was like yeah like I don't mind paying my tax but I know so many people especially as a business owner that have real issues with paying tax and I always kind of go like I'm just grateful for earning the money that I earn to pay the tax on it um obviously right now <laughs> six months in starting a new business you're like oh god 
tax. Let's hope that never comes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to see that bill. But um, you know, like generally, I've always had never really had. I think because of that experience as well in Singapore, where I was like, okay, yeah, I'm. I've I've heard of other people's awful stories about this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be really clever with this and never spend that tax amount. I'm always gonna accrue it. Um. And so, but yeah, I've never had an issue paying the tax, man. But I know so many people that it's like the bane of their lives. And maybe that's because they're making so much money that actually they're just just seeing that amount go out is actually quite triggering and and depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I do. Yeah. The the tax thing is also very interesting when you've got a business or when you work for yourself. Um, I always try and just not see it as my money. Like that never was my money. Not that it on those particular days. Um, Being self-employed, Russ and I pay six months to a year of rent up front every year. That day never feels great. That's depressing. And of course, (laughs) it it was never my money because we need to live. Like that was always going every year that saved for that one thing. But when it leaves your bank account, you are like, huh, that's not great. Sigh. Yeah. (laughs) Bank account look nicer this morning than it does right now. (laughs) Yeah, I know that one. Um, I actually have a really kind of a positive, not not negative, but kind of a negative to a positive example Mm. of uh, manifestation. So with FNA, so for years I'd been asking the universe and saying, right, how do I serve? Um, You know, universe, show me what is it that I. I want this isn't necessarily manifesting this is kind of more about identifying what it was that mm. I needed to create it's like and the first manifesting thing isn't it well what do yeah, I want to manifest yeah. the first step is getting clear on yeah. and pretty clear on what it is that you actually want um or what it is that you desire wants a not a great word in terms of manifestation but what it is that you you know you actually desire and I think first off I was you know I didn't I thought it was like my nutrition business um, and I got to the point where I was like launching that and I just thought, you know what, this isn't, this isn't for me. This isn't my science. I don't really, you know, there's a lot more to nutrition and building a good relationship with nutrition than just the what I'm being taught, you know, scientifically. So I was like, I actually can't go into this feeling authentic. So I refuse to do it. Um, but then I was like, well, what next? Like, I'm still doing the corporate gig. Um, that wasn't something that I was particularly enjoying at the time. And I was just like, come on, universe, show me, show me what else is there. Um, you know, what else is possible here? It's always good to ask the question like like mm. how can I serve what can I do spirit tell I tell me help me that sort of thing so um I did that for a long time actually um and then I had the idea of fire and alchemy um and I sat down and on the day that I decided to do it which I know the day it was on super moon um and it was on new moon as well and I was on a flight um to Milan uh, not Milan, Madrid, Milan, no, Milan. And um, yeah, and I was just like, I phoned up my partner and I sort of said like, can I actually do this? And he was like, of course you can. Like, why Why do you think that, you know, why would you think you can't? And it was like the invitation that I needed. Um, so I don't know if anyone knows their human design. Human design's a big thing on its own, but there is a certain type of human design types that um, need to be invited to do things. And I am one of those types. So it was like he gave me that invitation to do it. And I sat on that plane and I wrote, and this has always been very, very good for me. I said, because I'm a writer, I love writing. And I wrote down everything that when I had the business, 
what would it look like what would it feel like who are the people that would come in how would they feel when they left what kind of work would I be doing what kind of practitioners would I have in um yeah what kind of community would be built and all of the key things that I was like what's important to me like how you know how everything would be ethical, how, you know, the packaging would all be compostable, all of that stuff. Like I wrote every single thing down. I wrote how I wanted it to look. Um, for me, I'm Taurus Sun. Aesthetics is a massive deal for me. How would it look? How like would it feel luxurious? And for anyone that hasn't been into FNA, like it's full of like chandeliers and velvet, you know, as well as crystals, um, ethically sourced crystals <laughs> with compostable packaging and, you know, <laughs> coffee cups that, yeah, you can literally compost. Um, so, you know, it, it was for me writing all of that stuff down um was really powerful and then I saw that piece of paper like a few months later after I was in FNA I was actually in here I don't think I'd opened at that point but I found that piece of paper and I was like Jesus this is exactly what this is starting to look like and now I've still got that bit of paper and I'm like okay I think I'm there I think I've nailed that and that was a piece of paper that I'd forgotten about um you know and like even down to the bare brick walls and the chandeliers and the velvet that is what this what this looks like and I wanted it in Shoreditch um when I was first looking at how to like where I was going to put FNA I saw this amazing space I thought it was amazing um sort of nearer Tottenham Court Road um and it was I had reservations about it. One, it was quite small. And I thought, God, what if I outgrow that quite quickly? Um, then the other reservation was it was very, very close to another studio. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to do that. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, and I, and yeah, and I just kind of was like, okay, um, I'm not sure about it, but I'm going to put an offer in anyway. And they didn't accept me because they were just like, you're a startup. Now, I'd always assumed that startups were like, you know, fintech and cool things like advertising and creative agencies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I was like, I didn't realize that being like a, like opening a spiritual studio would be <laughs> would be necessarily seen as a startup but they refused me and then i went to greenwich and it's all very like all of the um businesses there are very tightly controlled by uh, a particular estate and you have to kind of pitch and show like a, a, a sort of powerpoint presentation about who you are and what it is that you're trying to do and things like that and i submitted that and i got rejected and i was just like at that point i was feeling really like is this going to happen like why is the universe putting mm -hmm. like all these obstacles in my way and i sat in that for about two weeks um and then i went no screw this let's go down another route so then i went and bought a shit ton of crystals that i wanted to sell <laughs> so i was like okay, it's going to happen at some point, And I'm trusting the universe, that it's going to happen at some point. So I'm going to go and start buying my, my crystal collection. Um, and it wasn't like I'm going to buy it so I can sell it online, or I'm going to sell it at like market stores or anything like that. It was like, no, this is going in the shop once the shop is open. And that is that. Um, and I went down that route instead. And it was like pure stubborn, like, this is what's happening. Um, I'm just going to do something else that's going to just move me forward, even though I've been stuck in this whole, like, how am I going to get a property? Then I get a message back from the people um, over near Tottenham Court Road, uh, Fitzrovia Way, who said, actually, we will take you. And I went, no, nah, absolutely not. Like, out of, <laughs> of pure principle, I am not doing it. And everybody was just like, Rage, come on, you're really like cutting your nose off to spite your face. I was like, no, it doesn't feel aligned anymore at all. Um, and I stuck to that. 
And then I saw an art gallery in Shoreditch, which was a former art gallery. And I spoke to the agent. And I said, oh, actually, I really, I really like the look of that. Can I see the inside? He said, actually, I've just leased it, but I've got this other thing. He said, it's above, it's above your budget, obviously. <laughs> it's above your budget, um, but you might want to come and see. And so I looked at it. It was off plan. Nobody else had seen it. Um, and I put an offer in and I said, I want to meet the landlord so I can tell him what my concept is, because that's where it had been stuck so many times mm. uh, or the last, you know, the two times I've been kind of denied. And um, then he was like, yeah, sure. Met the landlord. My landlord's amazing. Like he comes in here every now and again for a free coffee and a cuddle. Uh, my agent oh. is amazing. You know, like he comes yeah. in whenever he's passing. Like I'm so lucky. It aligned. And it was easy. And then everything just rolled and it just rolled and rolled and rolled and it just carried on. And it was great. Like everything was just so aligned. It was just so easy. And then I found this bit of paper again, like literally with, you know, back in like November, December before I opened. And I was like, Christ, it looks exactly how I wanted it to look. And it's in the exact area that I wanted it to be in. And I'd forgotten all about that. So that's kind of like my negative, positive manifestation story. So it's like the universe kind of stops some stuff that obviously wasn't meant to be so that I could get what it was that I truly was desiring. So I think sometimes if people are manifesting and they're like, where's my manifestation? Like, why isn't it coming yet? Like there could be a whole host of reasons, but, you know, like don't settle, like just keep, you know, trust the universe, release to the universe and always be like, you know, what is it that, like I want I desire this or greater you know and I think that's important too that is such a beautiful thank you for sharing that full story very powerful and I think that I mean that's the ideal isn't it that you get to the point where and so many books so many people say this where it should life should be easy things should just come Mm but I think we need that contrast to see the easy like when we try and we get in the nose I mean, what would we do in that space if we weren't trying and getting the nose? Does that make sense? If we were just waiting for these moments where life is easy, you've got to go, you've got to action, haven't you? And if you yeah. action, there'll be errors, but you're still yeah. moving forward. Yeah. And I think that that's that point where I went, sod this, I'm going to go and buy those crystals anyway, because mm. I'm going to, I'm going to get the place that you're I want eventually. like it exists. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, so I can't do, I can't do the thing where I want to, you know, put in an offer on um, a spot yet. I can't, I haven't found that place to do that, but I'm going to go around it. I'm going to do it in a different way. I'm going to do another action that's going to get me closer to the end goal. I love that. Thank you for sharing that, Rachel. We are up to our final question. It's an interesting one, which I must Mm. admit, um, I think I know the answer, which is, um, is it better to concentrate on one manifestation at the time or could you have a couple? So what do you think? I want to say one feels like you'll know when you get it or I th- I think you're dividing your time up. You'd have to be very mm. specific about focusing on each to know, but you need to give each time. So if you're going to do more than one, you need to be like, you know, now I'm focusing on this one. Now I'm focusing on that one. So I feel if that already feels complicated to me and complications can change vibrations anyway and make things feel harder. Mm. But I think if you're going to have lots of different plans, I think you need to go back, like be very left brain about it to start with. Like maybe do it in steps. 
and have a goal so I don't know my brain's just gone to social media following I don't know why like I will I've hit this goal when I've got a thousand followers mm-hmm. like you need a definite where I'm going if you're gonna have multiple things so you know clearly mm-hmm. and you're bringing them all with you all these goals with you rather than like oh, yeah, I'm doing this one but I'm also, also doing this and that but there's no clear lines but I honestly personally but this is I don't know if I've been saying it in the podcast but I've turned the last year I've turned into somebody who's got multiple different things going on to somebody who just wants one thing mm, so maybe that yeah. part of me is talking right now yeah what do you think it's such a tough one actually because there's a few things I guess that come to mind with this is that I think about my entire I mean my lifestyle I think about like everything so um that would incorporate the job the you know a car where I live all of the things my friendships my spiritual practice the time that I have and I think for me personally at the moment because I you know all of those things have I've shed everything I don't you know over the last kind of eight months I don't have a lot of what I had eight months ago at all Mm -hmm. um everything has changed So for me, it's like, okay, I'm building from a real baseline where Mm -hmm. I have like nothing at the moment and I'm manifesting everything. So, um, you know, because everything's fit around the business. So I think for me, it's very much at the moment more about like, okay, I'm manifesting this lifestyle and Mm -hmm. this is what work looks like and this is what home looks like and this is where I live looks like and this is, you know, what my relationship with my partner looks like and this is what my friendships look like and how do I embody my feminine more? What does that look like? You know, so for me, it's kind of a little bit different in that it's everything. But what you spoke to, Gemma, that really resonates is that, you know, when you achieve like one thing and this is why like manifesting one thing can work really well, um, is that then you get to be grateful for manifesting that thing and that gratitude spurs on that whole like my manifestations are working like I'm letting go and trust in the universe but I've just had confirmation here that you know I've just manifested a new car I've just manifested 10,000 pounds that I you know desperately wanted or needed or whatever but it's actually just come and you know and that's you know that's fabulous and thank you very much universe and I'll take some more of that so that propels this feeling of like gratitude and you know this is working and that in turn raises the vibration of manifestation so actually when you're saying like whilst I'm trying to manifest 50,000 things at the moment or I am manifesting 50,000 things right now um you know actually the we have to be thankful for the like the little manifestations that come within that or the big manifestations you know like Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what it is when they come in if we can identify that they've come in and be thankful for that it propels us further it's interesting because as soon as I read that question, my brain went to goals, focusing on goals. And you mm. are like, and you, I didn't even think about, of course, all the different aspects of our lives and how we are growing multiple different things, private life, personal life, business life. So I didn't think like that. So of course there is always multiple la- layers of goals. But then I think you're right, Rachel. I think there's focus on one so that you will realize when you've got there and when you are in that energy of that gratitude of reaching stuff because the universe knows what we want anyway doesn't it we we can have one focus but it doesn't stop you getting that car 
or yeah. that change of lifestyle somewhere else. It, it brings it in. But I think you're right. I think it's more about the vibration than the goal. But one goal helps you reach that vibration. It really does. It really does. And it could be something so small. The other day I was drinking a green juice and it had a really nice like kick of ginger to it. And I was like, oh, this ginger is amazing. Like I really, because I love ginger. This is such a weird, weird um, example as well, but um, I'm going there anyway. Um, And I was like, I really fancy more ginger. Like I haven't had ginger for a really long time. I think my body's craving it. So my mum arrives, she just got off the train and a woman had like given her 30 ginger shots right in these little like the moji moji mojo I don't know I can't remember what they're called but she was giving them away and she was like I'm done for the day and I've still got all of these left and you know would you like them and mum was like well my daughter really likes ginger so you know what I'm gonna take them and um and she's got some people coming into the shop today like some practitioners maybe they want some too so she took these 30 ginger shots so at like seven o'clock in the morning I'm like I want some ginger like didn't think any more of it. It wasn't like I was looking for it. It wasn't like I went to Sainsbury's and bought some ginger. Like, and then mum comes in a few hours later and she's literally like, here's 30 shots of ginger drink. And I was like, this is oh, that's mad. Brilliant. This and is that's madness. how the universe works, isn't yeah. it? So yeah. and it's, it highlights those tiny trains of thought where you just go, I would love this. And you let it go. Yeah. Now, if I could do that with like 50,000 pounds, Gemma, that would be amazing. I know, I know that's, but then I think the final thing to conclude with, which is your suggestion of gratitude, the most powerful thing. So I think is what we're saying is Mm. bringing our future dreams into the now to be grateful about them now Mm. is probably and one goal. Focus on one thing, bring it into the now. It is in your future, but use it as I'm already grateful for yeah and then let it go I think that the key to manifestation is gratitude Mm. like it's gratitude for what we've already got it's gratitude for what's coming it's gratitude for where we are right now um for me like everything hinges off of gratitude um because it changes the mindset which changes the frequency you know the vibration changes and then we're attracting at a particular frequency and vibration to get to that point like there's nothing faster in my mind anyway that does that apart from gratitude we'll end there because i think that is really oh. powerful thank you rach thanks Gemma. lovely thanks for speaking me. to you again and you it's always lovely i always love these um these little kind of our chatty podcasts are always great great fun love it yeah definitely so enjoy august in fire and alchemy you've got a lot coming up wishing you well for that I know, and you're not with me in August either, because I, I know you're going on holiday, but we'll see you again on the 2nd of September. Yeah, I will see you soon, for sure. But, but for now, wishing you well, thanking you again, and I will see everybody else next week. Bye for now, guys. Bye.